if you feel like you're going nuts trying to manage everything, holiday pressures, kids' activities and education, and your own sanity, here are five steps to help you get that all under control. Sounds too good to be true, right? But it's not. So many of the conflicts and the anxiety we're feeling these days, holidays or not, are self-imposed. When we take a few minutes to look at the situations, we can find the clarity we need to make it all more manageable. And that's why I want you to focus on these five areas. I'll give you a couple of tips as well as some more resources if this is something you want a little more hand-holding on. I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm Sue Patterson, and this is the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. Each week, I try to pop in here to give you a quick unschooling pep talk. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes, but they're also over at the Unschooling Mom to Mom website as blog posts because I know some of you like to read along or click the resources and see what's available. So let's dive into these five strategies that I want you to try for the holidays or really any time that you start to feel stressed. Number one, identify the pressure. Where is it coming from? Are you putting more pressure on yourself than you need to? What would a good enough situation look like? You don't have to be an overachiever during the holidays or any time. Don't beat yourself up if you tend to have perfectionistic tendencies. Most of the time when we really think about it, we can see that perfectionism is all wrapped up in fear and comparison. Your kids would far prefer to have a parent who is happy and enjoying the holidays with them as opposed to one who is dissatisfied or grumpy, disappointed. So the tip for this strategy is to take a minute or two to think about whether the pressure is something you really want to do or some other external obligation. This might help you see what gets to stay on the calendar and what does not. So the deeper guide that I have for this is the unschooling guide called Stressed Out. Because sometimes we've reached a burnout level of stress, especially as the parent responsible for all the things. Then we add on that layer of pressure when we're the stay-at-home parent in charge of the kids and their education. This guide, this stressed-out unschooling guide, can help you work through this without suggesting just put the kids back in school. Some of the topics we'll tackle in here include your fears about doing enough or coping with criticism or needing more self-care, their fun versus your fun, or holding on to stories that we have in our head, maybe fears you aren't unschooling right. External factors and seasonal changes can come in here too. You're not alone with this, I promise, and this guide will help you if you need a little additional support. Okay, number two for our strategies, identify the kids' stress level. It's time to focus on how your kids are managing their stress. Are they absorbing yours or are they feeling pretty good about the situation? Allow time to talk with them to see what they're worried about. Sometimes we get so busy, they don't have the time and space to share what's happening. So the tip is to take some time at the end of the day to eat some popcorn or make some nachos. Just carving out a few minutes together. While neither of you multitask may really help. Keep the topic light and positive. It's not the time to tell them all the things they need to do differently. Okay, 
and the deeper dive for this tip are my conversation starter cards. They're included in the membership group and have been helping families for years. Whether your kids are younger or teens, it will help you get the conversations and the connections going. That's really the key for successful unschooling, right? I'll link to them in the show notes if you'd like to grab these for some quick ideas to use tonight. So strategy number three is to deal with it when the kids are needy. This is a clue that they really need something different from you. Maybe there's too much hustle and bustle and something needs to come off the calendar. Maybe just for a month to see if things calm down. Or maybe you're pushing them away without realizing it simply because you have so much on your plate. Our kids' behaviors can really show us what's going on with them. The tip is to give your child some undivided attention at the start of your day, maybe to help them with this feeling that their cup is full. This will often buy you some uninterrupted time. And you may have to do this a couple of times throughout the day. Think of it as a preemptive strike. So I have a couple of blog posts to help you with the strategy. One is all about structure, scheduling, and how to make that work with unschooling. And the other is a collection of holiday resources for you, including the link for that workshop I did a couple weeks ago. If the holidays make it difficult to parent the way you want to, you'll want to work your way through these resources. So the fourth strategy is when you've lost your patience. It's unavoidable. We're maxed out. And sometimes it seems like the kids are not aware that you're at the end of your rope and then something breaks or someone bickers or the dog tracks in mud and we're losing it. Having a strategy for that moment means thinking about it ahead of time. So the tip for this strategy is to take a quick minute or two before you say anything. There will be time when you can return to the room to say what you want. You don't have to have the quickest response. That's often not our best parenting moment. So let that moment pass without sharing those really harsh words that are on the tip of your tongue. Then when you're calmer, you can problem solve more effectively. My deeper dive for this strategy is to focus on self-care. I have a lot of resources in the private membership area, but I've collected some suggestions over at Pinterest too. So hop over to the Pinterest board called Self-Care Ideas for Busy Moms. It helps for dads too. And I'll put the link in the notes for this as well. So the fifth strategy is to deal with the swirling negativity. Sometimes we've started to spiral. You know if this pertains to you. If you've been thinking of all the ways the ideas I've listed before aren't going to work. You see only obstacles. Sometimes we have to go ahead and look at these ideas that are the most upsetting and shine some light on them. Only after we've done that can we have the space to look at the positive around us. So I have two tips for this strategy. Number one, make a list of the specific problems that are overshadowing everything else. Are any of them happening right now? Or are most of them in the future more potential problems than for sure problems? And you focus on the problem that is happening right now and then create two or three doable action items to get unstuck. Prioritize connecting with your children over connecting with the school or the curriculum or any outside influence. And then tip number two, 
Once the negative thoughts have had their moment, now's the time to think about what's going right. Little things. Notice the ways that you are connecting with your child. Think of three positive things that happened each day before you go to bed. Do this with your child, too. It could turn into a new bedtime ritual. Sometimes we need to stop ourselves from getting swept up in the stress of the day. Our kids need us to have a level head, to be good advocates for them, and enjoy our lives with them. So join me in the membership group where I can give you more specific feedback and suggestions. I want you to be successful, and I think it's the fastest way to make that happen. But I'll be back again next week with the podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope it helps.